You're listening to the Ball and Beats Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the weirdest episodes for the next month of the Ball and Beats Podcast. Is this 2020? <laughs> It, it feels like now. it feels like 2020, but we are on winter break here. But we are still going to pump out content for you all. We're all doing this through a phone call. It'll be interesting audio for you all to hear, but we're going to do it because that's who we are. We grind. So it's awkward, but it's awkward, but we'll make it work. We will make, make it work. You know, we 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 were in online classrooms for about a half a year to a year, so we can we'll be fine. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. You know, those were pretty interesting days, you know, watching the, uh, what people would draw on the, you know, board. But anyway, we'll get past that. I would join my classroom with my audio off and my picture off, and then I would go back to bed. Hey, wouldn't we all, though? Wouldn't we all? Yeah. And that's why we're in Mediacom. I'd be eating. I'd be eating food in the middle of it. Who wouldn't be eating food? Who gonna stop me? Exactly. I should make a bowl of popcorn for this, but... We got a lot to talk about, you know. NFL games this today. We are here at Saturday night at about 10.30. We had three NFL games today. The last one's currently going on. But we had the biggest upset in the history of the NFL just happen this afternoon with the Minnesota Vikings and the Indianapolis Colts. Indianapolis was up 33 to nothing at halftime over Kirko Thuggins. And Kirko Thuggins said, you know what? It is 1 p.m. I forgot. He forgot for a whole half that it was 1 p.m. game. And then he realized the he wouldn't be able to do it against the Lions. But, you know, 33 to nothing. That's Matt, just crazy. Matt I remember, Ryan, like, bro. Matt Ryan. I, I just remember I, I, telling you guys before we started recording, like, every all the Lions fans on Twitter were like, are the Lions, or can the Vikings potentially lose out? And the Lions went out, and the Lions win the NFC North. And I knew there was no way that was going to happen. Because the Vikings played the Bears, and they played the Giants at home. And I thought, you know, wow, the Colts are actually just beating the brakes off of this team. But, no, I mean, the Vikings, they clinched the NFC North with a win. They may be the biggest frauds in the entire NFC, but, I mean, they'll have the number two seed, so good for them. They'll still I mean, they, the seed. they almost I, lost. I'm I mean, not kidding. This we almost is, proved it. This team had to yeah, – the Colts – Jeff Saturday – I know he's an interim, and I know he's doing his best. He's not a good coach at all. He he probably mismanaged. He mismanaged that entire game, and it was piss poor performance from the Colts. To be honest with you, in the second half, I don't think I've seen a worse second half in my life, other than Ohio State against Michigan this year. You're right. Honestly, I mean, Spencer, you you you're calling them frauds all season, and I mean, they would have they looked like frauds. They are frauds. Yeah, they beat the Colts, but the Colts don't have a heartbeat. They don't have a pulse. They're not a good team. They have a guy who, you know, looks like a gym teacher as their head coach. I mean, what else do you want to say? Yeah, hey, he's he, still beat- he can win at 1 p.m., but, you know, when he's playing in the playoffs and, you know, when he's played actual good teams, you know, they did beat the Bills on the road, but, man, you know, if Justin Jefferson doesn't make that catch, that they lose that game. It's just, a, you know, the Vikings, yeah, they are the luckiest team in the NFL, but sometimes you need luck, and they've gotten it. They've gotten 11 wins. Maybe they don't look like the best team in the NFL, but I do think they're going to lose the seventh seed. 
But <laughs> who's the seventh seed? They can, they can enjoy the NFC North this year because next year runs through Detroit. Right You're right. Detroit? It does run through Detroit. Well, actually, the Super Bowl runs through Detroit next year. Dang right. Now yeah. watch us lose the Jets tomorrow. Everything I just said goes to <laughs> exactly because there's just no way Detroit loses to the Jets tomorrow because Detroit is just that good. Um, you see, you are correct because Detroit will be a Super Bowl team for the next decade. Honestly, I just they're just that good. But back onto this comeback. Like, I don't like this new Logan with this mindset on this Lions team. Not gonna lie. See, exactly. <laughs> it, it's a great mindset to have. Um, because honestly, Detroit's one of the best franchises you'll ever see in football. But okay, don't go that far. Okay, yeah, no, no, <laughs> <laughs> don't go that far. I don't think remember, any. There's no one realistically the that yes. There's and no remember, one who realistically thinks that. And remember, Sheila Ford is still in charge. That is true. Yeah. That is true. But, I don't know, but I'm so I, I came up with something. I'm thinking that if Dan Campbell beats the Jets tomorrow, like if he legitimately goes on the road, like this Jets team, I think this is the toughest test for, for the Lions that they've had in their turnaround. This is their this is their game. Yeah, you got the Bills at home. Josh Allen, his his throwing arm wasn't right. The Jets had, or sorry, the Bills had a few defensive you know injuries. And now you're going on the road. You are playing against Zach Wilson. There's a big difference between Zach Wilson and Mike White. Zach Wilson is you. You all know what Zach Wilson is. Not good. But you know this is either going to end in one or two ways. Number one, Zach Wilson will have the coming out party of his life, and he will prove that he was the right pick at number two for the Jets a few years ago. And he will throw for 350 yards for four touchdowns and beat the Lions en route to leading the Jets to the playoffs. Or, two, he continues to prove why he's not a good NFL quarterback, why he cannot connect with his receivers, why Garrett Wilson is being wasted in New York, and they will lose the game. And Zach Wilson will prove why a fourth or fifth round pick out of Western Kentucky, you know, not many of you heard that before with the, with the Patriots. No. Mike White went to Western Kentucky, too. So... <laughs> We'll see. Man, yeah, that is that is true. Zach Wilson is starting in place of Mike White. I am intrigued to see, you know, Wilson's been hearing a lot, you know. He got benched because of uh, the issues behind the scenes and his attitude that we all saw in that press conference a few weeks back. I am intrigued to see how he comes out against your guys. A defense who is starting to come into their own the last few weeks as well. I am intrigued to see how that Jets offense works. Um, I am one of the greatest turnarounds in the defense. I could not the line of defense isn't good, but they were statistically and historically one of the worst defenses of all time for the first half of the season. You guys and after have, they yes. fired Aubrey Pleasant, their um secondaries coach, they looked like a completely different defense. Aiden Hutchinson's looked a lot better. Kirby Joseph is starting to be that cornerstone. Malcolm Rodriguez looks good as ever. Position. Malcolm Rodriguez, James Houston with four sacks in three games. I mean, it, the Lions have the two leading, you know, rushers ro- rookie-wise, you know, in sacks. Hutchinson is seven, and James Houston is a four. James Houston was a seventh? Yeah. Sixth or seventh-round pick. I mean, Brad Holmes absolutely nailed this draft. He got Hutchinson. He got J-Mo, who had his first touchdown last weekend. 
I expect him to get more touches on the field, especially if Amonra is going to be covered by Sauce Gardner. And they've just it's just been an unbelievable turnaround by the team. Everybody had this team dead at one and six, including me. I mean, I mean the, me Lions, too. the Lions have never done this type of turnaround where they just win five of six. And now if you beat the Jets tomorrow, you're in the driver's seat to make the playoffs. The Seahawks lost on Thursday. I mean, they're seven and seven. You'll be tied for you'll be the top team in the hunt. You'll be tied for it. And the Commanders and the Giants play this weekend. And to be honest, one of those teams is going to lose at least two or three games the rest of the year. I mean, yeah, the, the Giants, Giants got to play, play at Philadelphia and at Minnesota still. So that will tell you all what the Giants are going to be doing. The Commanders, they play the Browns. That should be an easy win for them. And they have a few other games that are not, you know, that hard. Okay. <laughs> but, no, I digress. The Browns did look. The, excuse me. The Browns' defense looked good today. Um. Yeah, I, I didn't watch the game, so I don't know. And the Cowboys are a lock. They're not moving. You know, if anything, they'll move. And maybe Philadelphia loses two more games. But, you know, it's the Giants, the, the Commanders, the Seahawks, and the Lions. And the Seahawks look like they are completely out of gas. I mean, Geno Smith does not look like the same guy he was a few weeks ago when they were 6-3. and three. Uh, The Giants, ever since they went, you know, 7-2 and two, and they lost to the Lions, they haven't looked like the same team. I mean, the Commanders, they are – they don't really impress me. They are just a decent team. They don't have Ch- – I don't think Chase Young has played at all this year. I, believe I think he, he plays on Sunday. I think he plays this weekend. He does play. He does play I think weekend. he does. Yeah. Okay. Then I, yeah. I mean, we got the picks, you know, later. But I, I do think that the Commanders will make it, and I think it will come down to the Giants, the Seahawks, and the Lions. And the Lions have beaten the Giants, but they lost to the Seahawks earlier in the season. This Lions team, to me, if they had a few plays go their way, they should easily be in the wild card right now. I mean, you talk about punting against the Seahawks once, not mismanaging the game at Minnesota. You just had a few plays that really defined the season. I mean, they only lost by three to the Eagles at home in week one. You can honestly say the same thing about the Browns as well. I mean, if they just held the lead against the Jets... And if, like, they beat the Falcons, who they only lost to by, like, three. If they At Baltimore, too. That was a three-point game. You know, both teams are in a similar predicament where they are currently on the outside looking in. I think Detroit has a lot of an easier path than the Browns do. But Detroit is one of the hottest teams in the league right now, if not the hottest team. Uh, they have a fairly, you know, if you look on paper, even though the Jets are, you know, also in the hunt for the playoffs as well. And a There's very... a big thing, though, is Quinn Williams is questionable playing. If he does not play, that is a big blow for their defense. Quinn yeah. Williams is a beast. That, is, that would be a big loss. But, for um, yeah, and the Lions, to me, have one of the best offenses in the league. And they and I, I, I'm, I'm saying this with complete confidence. I think they have the best offensive coordinator in the league. And Johnson has proved to me, the Lions do not have the most shiniest pieces like Kansas City or Buffalo or Cincinnati. If Jared Goff is their quarterback, Jamal Williams is their running back, and they are putting up 30-plus points a game every week. I don't think they do that this week because the Jets are – they have a top-five defense, top-ten defense in the league. Robert Sala is turning that team around, and it's, it's two teams that are in, honestly, same situation. 
both are making that push for the playoffs. They're first in a while. The Jets are first since 2010. The Lions first since 2017. And it's going to be a big game. I think at the beginning of the season, you looked at Lions at Jets week 15, you would have thought this is between a team that two teams that combined for like eight wins. I mean, you're looking at four and nine and, you know, three and 10. But these two teams are in prime position to make the playoffs. This is a massive game for both teams and a massive game for both head coaches. I think Jameson Williams is going to burn that defense on Sunday. Honestly, I don't think Sauce stands a chance. I Sauce is one of the top corners in the league, in my opinion. He's a rookie. And D.J. Reed is also their opposing cornerback, and he's, he's pretty good, too. Dude said Sauce doesn't have a chance. That might be I like bad. Sauce Gardner. Don't no, no, don't get me wrong. Sauce is great, but I don't think the he winner can... of this game, the winner of this game, whether it's Sauce or Hutch, the winner of this game wins. He's got the sports media here. And I also think the winner that? of this game also will end up making the playoffs. In my personal opinion, yes, 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 I do agree. Whoever with that. loses, whoever loses is out. Whoever wins is in. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Uh, okay. you know, I, it's as simple as win and you're in, lose and you're out. And this is something that. It's just funny seeing on Twitter Lions fans, they don't know what to do, and it's true. This team hasn't been in this kind of position in five, six years where we're having meaningful games in December. And, you know, the Lions uh, play-by-play person on Fox Sports 2, uh, Dan Miller, he said it He said it great. The Lions, you know, Lions fans are uncomfortable. Well, let's start getting comfortable with being uncomfortable because when you're uncomfortable, you're good. Yes. And it's true. They are, you know, a lot of people are uncomfortable with this game. You know, I'm, I still can't believe that they're in this position. I, I, I can't. One in six, this team looked like this, you know, all right, we're taking for Bryce. And they still could get Bryce or Will Anderson or, you know, a Jalen Carter type of player. But now, you know, with the Rams pick, that exceptionally helps. Thanks, LA. But also, screw you, Baker Mayfield. Um, <laughs> it's going to be fun. I'm legitimately excited for tomorrow's game. I have been for a week. Um, last last week was a playoff game. The Lions, they won. It's something that they were favored in a game in December, and they won. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the last time saying that. But we'll it's been a long it's, time. It's, it's going to be a fun game. I'm excited. And I'm sure it's, it is one of the games of the week in the NFL. It's definitely one of the games of the week because of the young, upcoming – like you said, the rookies, you got Aiden Hutchinson, you got Sauce Gardner, but it's just young teams who look like they have a bright future ahead of them, you know. Like, this could be the start of something for both teams. Um, I do want to quickly pivot before I go into my Browns talk. Uh, think of this. We were talking about uh, starting this episode of the biggest comeback in NFL history. Matt Ryan has been on the other side of the biggest comeback in Super Bowl history and not the biggest comeback in NFL history. That's too unlucky. It wasn't his fault, though. It you wasn't. can't blame that on Matt Ryan. It wasn't his fault. It wasn't, but that just think of that. Like, you're the same quarterback on the biggest upsets of both of this in general? That's I feel for Matt Ryan. I'm not even going to lie. When the Colts were up 33 nothing, I don't – I couldn't believe it. Uh, the Colts, you know, they are not a good team. They have a subpar defense and a horrendous offense. And Jonathan Taylor got taken out, I believe, in the first quarter, which yes. also screwed up my fantasy. So thanks, John. Thing is, they have oh, they have like a really good. 
I think they have a pretty good wide receiving core, though, at the same time. But I also feel like they're yeah, offensive Yeah, Michael, Michael, Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman's a really good player. He's, he's, really their like best, he's their best receiver that they have, and he's honestly a slept-on receiver because of how that offense is. Yeah. Uh, their offensive line, besides Quentin Nelson, has been pretty under par as well. Um, yeah, I think Quentin Nelson's going to want to get a trade here that, soon. Eventually. If it's not, if it's, I, think, I think next year. I don't know what his contract situation is, but I know that Quentin Nelson, I think he's 25, he's an all-pro guard, and he's going to want to get traded soon because he, the Colts, we, we've talked about it before on our podcast, ever since Andrew Luck left, they haven't been the same, and they haven't. Last year, they had Carson Wentz, and Carson Wentz, honestly, wasn't all that bad for him. I think he had 27 t- touchdowns, seven picks. That's a, that's a good season, and they didn't want him. They took a gamble on an old, old quarterback, Matt Ryan, and it hasn't panned out at all. And now you're looking at the Colts, and they're going to be one of those teams who might be trading up in the draft who want to get that quarterback. I could see Will Levis going to the Colts because I don't think the – I, I don't think the Colts women are a game other than the Texans because the Texans are a college, excuse me, a high school football team. Pop Warner um, is that. Um, <laughs> that I, it's one of the worst teams I've seen in my life. You know what's one thing we did not talk about on the I last feel episode? Bad for Here's one thing we did not mention whatsoever on the last episode. How the Dallas Cowboys almost lost to the Houston Texans. Yeah. I, they were 17 and a half point I favorites. Mean, listen. I'm not going to – at this point in the season, it's kind of like March Madness. It's just win. Like, just win games. doesn't matter yeah. how much. I mean, yes, that was hey, – I mean, if it was the Browns, I wouldn't have heard the end of it. I know that. No, but that's because, you know, we like to give you crap. Just like you're, you would give the Lions crap if they did the same thing. Hey, I don't – I, um, I, I love the Lions. I don't give them crap for nothing. You know, they're the greatest team I've ever I witnessed. I wish we would have beaten the Bills. I so wish we would have beaten the Bills. You would have been Me a Lions too. fan. <laughs> oh, well. I would have gotten him a Lions hat and everything. Hey, man. I, I would have too. I would have <laughs> See what I did there? Anyway. One pride. <laughs> <laughs> Knee slapper. All right, moving on to the real football team. Um, uh, you see, this it's not really the real what, football Cincinnati? team. Cincinnati? The Cincinnati Bengals? Nah. Nah. But There's the, another football team in Ohio? Yeah, there is. It's called <laughs> that team who loses Ohio to Michigan State? apparently every year now. Um, yeah, don't remind me. I won't remind you. I just did. Because there's no way Ohio State wins against Georgia, but we've just, already gone We've that. already gone over this. You know, honestly, I don't yeah. even want to make the picks for the playoff because it's going to be a Michigan-Georgia national title, and Michigan's going to win it. But um, with the Browns game today against the Ravens, you, you were making – you said, oh, you know, the Browns' defense did good. The offense really did good. They didn't need to do much in the second half. They looked really good as an offense. Uh, Deshaun Watson played really well. Uh, he got a, he got pressured like a couple times, but that was about it. Um Overall, Nick Chubb finally got a little bit back in his groove. He had, like, a, exactly 100 yards rushing in a game, roughly. Uh, Deshaun Watson took off a few times. Uh, he looked really good in the past game. Um, and our defense finally played well. Granted, Tyler Huntley, not Lamar Jackson, but when Tyler Huntley was in the, the last couple so times. Much crap. The Ravens are in so much trouble. Tyler, they got Lamar on yeah. the way out. I mean, Lamar, I think, I don't know. I think Lamar's going to leave. I, think there's gonna I don't think he's going to leave. I think they're going to give him as much a, money as he wants. I don't know if he wants if the, the same they Baltimore because he's he's been he's been saying you know all this stuff and they haven't got a deal deal done yet. So well, where does he go? 
Where does he go? There's a lot of there's a lot of teams that are you know QB hungry. You know the Colts. You know, like I mentioned, although I have no, there's no way it will be the Colts. They won't. I don't they think. wouldn't one. They wouldn't pay that much money to really get a guy like Lamar Jackson. One and two. He, I just don't think that's the kind of quarterback they're looking for in a mobile quarterback. They like their pocket passers historically. If you just look at what Indianapolis has, he's gonna get he's gonna get traded to the Bears, and the Bears are gonna move fields for running back. <laughs> That'd be the most dangerous running game in NFL history. Oh my god, that'd funny. be so dangerous! But um, you know that is a fair argument to see where Lamar Jackson would go if he does leave Baltimore. Um, but the Browns did look pretty good against Baltimore. Baltimore is always those teams. It's recently one of the teams that we somehow get a win over, which we never could in the past. Um, mm-hmm. Granted, like you said, it was ty- ty- we had Tyler Huntley. But look at what the Ravens did last year when they needed Tyler Huntley. He played pretty well. I mean, last. I mean, the Ravens went on the road, beat Pittsburgh with Tyler Huntley. They beat the Broncos at home. I know those are not too tough tasks, but it wins nonetheless. He he is one of the more better backups in the NFL, and I gotta say, as a whole, I think the backup position has gotten better within the last few years, because you along like a few years ago, if your backup was in, you pretty much almost knew you were losing the game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think the backup position has become a lot stronger, and I think that could also partially be due to the fact that there's some starters out there who just shouldn't be starting, <laughs> as well. Um, but Baltimore still a good team. They're nine and five. Cincinnati now holds the edge over the AFC North, which I do think they'll end up winning the division now. Now that Lamar Jackson is injured, um, but Baltimore is always one of those teams at the very end. You just never know because recently Lamar Jackson's been getting banged up towards the end of the season. Um, but yeah, the Browns did look really, really good. Our defense has finally stepped up the last month. Really, ever since uh, Deshaun Watson's come back, our defense has played exceptional. Um, you know, I want to know, who made Mike McDaniel a head coach? Who made him a head coach? Why is that? Well, I'm just watching the game, and oh my goodness, his like, answers to all these questions during halftime. He's something different. He, he let is Ed Donatel be a, a coordinator for an NFL team? He, if you don't know who if you don't know who Ed Dontell is, he's the Vikings defensive coordinator. <laughs> you know what's crazy? When the Browns had Manzella quarterback, we had Kyle Shanahan and we had Mike McDaniel on the same <laughs> the same coaching staff. Oh my god. Yeah, now look at now look at Kyle Shanahan. He can have literally the last pick in the NFL draft go out there and win a road game in December against a a playoff overpool. It's crazy. He he really is one of the better minds in the NFL. He, I just don't know he what it is. It. I just don't know what it is about Kyle Matt Shanahan. But he just gets guys to play for him. He really does. Yeah, the Niners are going to win a Super Bowl at some point. But that's another thing. Uh-huh. What are the Niners going to do with Trey Lance? That's a good question. Oh, my goodness. That is a good question, man. I... I think I don't I, – I think they trade him. I mean, you're winning with Garoppolo. You're winning with Purdy. And Trey Lance, I think – He's only played like twice. One or two. 
maybe. We, we got we got to see what Purdy does the remainder of the year, though, and in the playoffs because they did clinch the NFC. Yeah, West. I mean, well, there's, I mean, Jimmy G might be coming back. I know they said Jimmy Garoppolo. They're trying. They're going to try to get him in at the end of the season and into the playoffs with the Niners. They still have a shot of getting. You know, they are the three seed right now. They still can get the two seed if the Vikings lose one of their games, but. Um, you know, just to prepare for the fact that maybe Lance doesn't – he is out of San Francisco and say they do trade him or something like that does happen. Think of the waste of what they did to get to number three. Yeah, they traded – that was with the Dolphins, I believe, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Didn't they trade up three with the Dolphins? I believe so. Yeah. But they yeah, he did. I just seen him. Multiple. I don't remember what exactly they traded, but I know they traded some they traded. They traded first-rounders. I'm they pretty... traded Raheem Mostert to the Dolphins with that trade. Yes. Yeah, I just seen him on the screen. Yeah. Like, uh, that's crazy. That's like Jordan Love. You know what I mean? But, well, but oh, they in the to top start, three. They, they need to start Jordan the Love. Packers, the Packers came out and said that they're going to have Aaron Rodgers as the starting quarterback next year. Jordan Love's going to want to get out of Green Bay. I mean, this is the worst-case scenario for the Packers. Because if you, you, Aaron Rodgers, yeah, he's still a Roddy. He can still have flashes of greatness. He's still one of the greatest quarterbacks of our generation. But he but sucks this season. You need to look at it. You're seeing his old age come to him, and you're seeing what age does to a person. Same with Tom Brady. Tom Brady's been awful this year. Brady, I mean, exactly. yeah, he's the passing yards, but this dude cannot throw in the end zone to save his life. His team can't put up more than 20 points a game. And the Buccaneers, yeah. The NFC South, a team, you know, watch the Panthers get in. Legitimately watch the Panthers get in. I mean, the Lions, I mean, you think the Lions-Jets game this week, you think of Lions-Panthers next week. That, that's another playoff game if the Lions and the Panthers win this weekend. <laughs> yeah, because the Panthers are looking to win the NFC South. They play the Steelers at home this week. I mean. <laughs> I don't remember if that's one of our picks. I think it might have been, but. um. Regardless, it is, so never mind, I won't answer that. Uh, But um, we'll get there. We will get there, but the NFC South is just so deplorable, man. It's depressing. The NFC least is now the NFC South, so, um, but I'm just so intrigued to see. You're going to have, you're probably going to have the Cowboys go play at a team with a losing record first round of the playoffs. I still think the Buccaneers will make it out just because they will find a way for Tom Brady. This is, this is either the last or next year's Tom Brady's last year because for real, this time he, he screwed up. He screwed up. Oh, he definitely screwed up with, regardless. Yes. With the, everything on and off the field. Yeah. Um, but you know, the, the, the best, the Buccaneers have a big game this weekend and, they have a few NFC games in that, you know, next few weeks, so we'll see what happens. This is still – I just – and I think what the problem with the Buccaneers is is that they don't have their head coach. They don't have, you know, their guy in the room. Yeah. Bruce Arians, that's what, that's what I was thinking of. I was, like, I was blanking out who their head yeah, coach Arians, was. Bruce Arians. It's, well, it's yeah, Todd they, they Bowles, don't have but... – Yeah, Todd Bowles, and they don't have Bruce Arians. They don't have an adult in the room to tell people what to do, and 
and I think that's I think that's plaguing this team is that Bruce Arians isn't you know they don't have their true head coach on the team they have you know Todd Bowles who is was one of those guys who people thought he'd be going to an NFL team um we'll see I don't you know with how he's handled Tampa Bay maybe but it hasn't been pretty for the Buccaneers yeah and the thing is especially with how much they thought everybody thought that this team was just going to blow the NFC South out of the water and now they're a game above the Panthers and Falcons yeah I don't necessarily know if Bowles actually just fits with Brady anyway. I just don't think that's like a natural fit to begin with. I think he needs a new. I think he needs a young quarterback. Yes. I think Indianapolis would be a good spot for him because he's a defensive-minded coach. The Colts are a defensive-minded team, and you know they can hilarious. see what they do because the Colts. It's gonna be hilarious when their replacement for Matt Ryan is Tom Brady, but because uh, they only uh, like old quarterbacks at this moment. They are going to um, just keep like getting older with time, and then after Tom Brady, they're going to ask Brett Favre to come out of retirement. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Before we move on to bowl games, I'm going to get back on my Browns just for a second. Uh, our last three yeah. games are pretty winnable. Um, we have the Saints and Jarvis Landry coming back to town uh, next week on Christmas Eve. We play Washington, which to me, yeah, they, their record is seven. What is it? Seven five and one. I just, I don't, I don't see anything special Depending, out of them. Yeah, well, they're just they're just there. Like they're them and the Giants are almost the same exact team. That's yeah, that's fair. And then we end with Pittsburgh on the road, which could be difficult because it's Pittsburgh on the road. But I think for the Browns, I think that you know these whole these last three games aren't going to matter all that much. They have a very slim to none chance of making the postseason, but it's still possible. But I think that. If you win your last three or even your last two and just have some momentum heading in the next season, I think that will be big because I think this Browns team will have expectations much like the Lions next year after what's been happening. You know, the Browns will be up there with the Bengals. Or, I, you know, the winner of the Battle of Ohio will probably win the AFC North. So um, I think that the Ravens, with what's going on with them, I, I don't like where the Ravens are heading. I really don't. I don't like where they're heading, and they've ever since Lamar has been there, they haven't necessarily had that like number one receiver. I mean, Mark Andrews is it. But they did. Tight end. They did uh, in 2019 when they went 14 and two, but they got bounced first round against the Titans. Like they, you know, was they were 14 and two. Lamar had his MVP year, but they lacked grit and toughness, and they showed that in the postseason. And Tennessee had nothing to lose, and now look at happened. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I I'm I'm intrigued to see how AFC North goes. It's always known as like uh you know the the black and blue division of the NFL. And I'm intrigued to see you, the direction cuz like every team has a rivalry with each other. It's intriguing to see if Kenny Pickett will actually grow into his own with Pittsburgh and see what they do. This year's realistically going to be their first year since Mike Tomlin's been there that they're going to have a losing season. That hasn't happened. Um mm-hmm. I'm intrigued to see what happens with them because it's beautiful to see. I love it. I'm not going to lie. I love it. But um, Baltimore looks like they're falling apart, possibly. Cincinnati's just Cincinnati. I mean, Burrow and Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. They are. They, they, they are. advertised. They, they are right now probably the best team. And their defense has stepped up a lot this year. Their defensive line and pair of Trey Henderson and Sam Hubbard. Yeah. Along with DJ Reader in the middle has been lethal for them. 
the Bengals defense has improved a lot, especially their secondary. And for everything that's been happening with the offensive line, they've slowly gotten better. Yeah, that is true. And, you know, I've never really thought Zach Taylor is that special of a coach. I just think he has all the talent around him, really, more than anything else. Yeah. He doesn't really come across yeah. as, like, a special kind of coach. Um, But when you have... He's just, like, the least most talked about head coach, I think, in NFL history. And his team has, is, you know, it's always up there. At least for the past two years, like, now, like, since he's taken over. Like, nobody, nobody talks about Zach Taylor. I mean, when you have Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, on off, you know that the crazy one of the best duos in college football history together, um, with T. Yeah. Higgins, you got Joe Mixon at running back. If you know you have solid pieces on the offense, I mean, it's just, very. They have a lot of depth. Yeah, the Bengals have a lot of depth, depth especially on offense. Man, I'm just you know, or Pirine, the other Pirine had like thirty some fantasy points the other week. Yeah. Or a few weeks ago. I mean, that's your backup running back, and he proved it. He was a solid backup. Yeah. I'm watching highlights of one of the bowl games earlier, Southern Miss versus Rice. Frank Gore Sr., 329 yards rushing. That's insane. Oh, my. Since we're talking about a bowl game, let's pivot. Toledo versus Liberty will be on the D- December 20th. Uh, that would be the Boca Raton Bowl. We had a chance to get there, but a little too late. But... um. Toledo versus Liberty. Liberty, a team who will be losing their head coach to Auburn and Hugh Freeze. Um, I'm intrigued to see what happens here, you know. Like, does Candle, you know, does he just do what he has done in bowl games and just fold? Uh, Does Daquan Finn transfer after the season is over? You know, there's a lot of question marks. I don't think he transfers. There's a lot of question marks. No, I think he's going to stay. I think he stays. It is intriguing, though, because so many people enter the transfer portal nowadays. You just never really know. Um, well, we don't know, but he has no reason to leave. Not really. thing is, it doesn't matter, though, sometimes. A lot of these guys, like, look at the running back from Ball State. He was obviously Ball State's number one running back. He transferred. There's a lot of guys in the, who are, like, the top players in these smaller non-Power 5 conferences who end up transferring to bigger schools. It always happens. Like, it's usually the best guys from those schools who transfer. And so, I'm intrigued to see if Daquan Finn, you know, if he garners interest from some, you know, Power 5 teams. It wouldn't be anyone like Ohio State, Michigan, or, you know, Alabama, Georgia. But it could be teams like, you know, a Syracuse, or an Indiana, or an Illinois, or, you know, a team like that. If he would garner interest from a team like that, I wouldn't be surprised to see if he does leave. Uh, I don't necessarily know if he will leave or not. Um, but, you know, I overheard some people on the radio not that long ago talking about, you know, even though Candle ended up winning the MAC championship, and, like, depending on what happens in the bowl game, could he potentially leave for a bigger job, or could he just be fired outright? I don't see it happening. I think he'll get a pay raise. No. But, uh, He's staying in Toledo. Does he, does he leave? Does he get a bigger getting job? Getting paid a million dollars. Does he get paid? No. A, does he get a bigger job? Does he go, you know? No. He, th- he no. almost did last year. You know. no, it's a good thing he didn't because Miami was off sure. That is true. But I do think Miami will I don't think I don't think he does. If anything, Jason Campbell needs another year with the quad then. If maybe, maybe then you see if, then, or if Jason Campbell will be looking at jobs elsewhere in a Power 5 team, but I don't. Next year he'll be in Toledo. You're probably right with what you're saying there. 
Um, but it is just a it's a topic of thought, you know, around Toledo because it's it's funny. People in Toledo have this like question mark about Jason Candle. Everyone on the outside is a big fan of this guy. We we have like this weird question mark about how he like how he just finishes seasons and you know sometimes his play calling is kind of wonky, um, but he is one of the better group of five coaches. We all can admit that probably, realistically speaking. Um, it's just you know it seems like a Toledo guy after a few years gets a you know a a raise for a bigger program. We saw it with Matt Campbell at Iowa State, uh, who also. Went to Mount Union as well as Jason Candle. They both are Mount Union grads. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if eventually Candle would get that call. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, I think it's going to take at least a few, two more years. I think that if Jason Candle, because, you know, we've dogged him. We dogged him this entire year, to be honest with you. And I'm not, <laughs> we're not going to sugarcoat it. We, we, we were not all, you know, you know, joys and roses with him. You know, until he won the Mac title game while we were there. That made up for everything. But, yes. you know, you got to remember, he lost to Bowling Green, which is, if not big, if, if not the same as a MAC title game, it's big. And lost to Western Michigan in the last game of the season. You know, that they're in a decent bowl game now. But he, he, Jason Candle needs at least two more years, I think. And then if, if, you, out, if he wins the MAC title next year and Daquan Finn stays and Daquan Finn goes off, he puts up numbers. Unless Toledo goes to like the Cotton Bowl next year or a New Year's Six Bowl game, he's staying in Toledo. And I honestly think he likes being in Toledo. He, you know, he, he likes giving Toledo fans, you know, roller coasters of emotions during the season. He's yeah, it's like the Lions. He's like a Lions fan. Yeah. It's like watching the Lions. Sounds like we need a new guest on the show, and his name's Jason Candle. Hey, I we mean, saw I, I, I Me and Aaron, we, we saw him. I mean, we did see him, but, you know. At the last basketball game, we saw him. That is true. We did see him. Oh, right? yeah. forgot what that one point win against Canisius. That, bro, <laughs> yeah. You don't understand oh, yeah. How speaking, of, uh, speaking of men's basketball, we lost to Marshall. They did lose to Marshall by 15 wow. today. 185. Yeah. Ohio State's basketball team lost on a. Oh, we're not going to talk about that. We're not talking about that. <laughs> unbelievable. Bryce Sensible is going to be a top 15 pick in, in this draft, though, I'll tell you that. We're just if you not... don't know who Bryce Sensible is, you will know by March. Yes. Yes. He's I do know going, who he is. He's going number one. I right. didn't even know who he is until I say first few games, to be honest with you. <laughs> Man. Hey, he's going to be one of the Thunder's first round picks. Pistons. Uh, the Pistons are taking Victor Wembanyama. The Pistons. Are I don't want to talk Victor about basketball. Yeah, we're not going to talk about basketball at the moment. Hey, the Miami did also, win today. Uh, little update: the Dolphins are leading the Bills by five at the end of the third. Yes, and they have the ball. Twenty-six, twenty-one. Huh? They're embarrassing, Josh Allen, and it's actually yeah, pretty. So funny. for the Boca Raton Bowl, Liberty has a lot going on. They're losing their head coach. They have a lot, you know, a lot's going on over there. Toledo, I think, is favored by five. Um. Toledo hasn't won a bowl game, I think, since 2016. It's been, they won a MAC title earlier, other than this year, other than winning a bowl game. So we'll see. I think Toledo, you know, obviously they have a shot because it's two teams, and it's two teams that are honestly in the same level of competition. Liberty and Toledo, they've had roller coaster years. Liberty has beaten Arkansas and SEC team this year, but they're they lost three straight. 
You know, they're coming into this bowl game, losing three straight. Toledo's coming off a high, winning the MAC title game. So it's going to be two teams that are eerily similar. But that's what you like to see in these bowl games. You don't like to see Oregon State blowing out Florida by 27 points. And you know what? That made my day because I picked Oregon State the with the spread. I, so. lo- I love, you know, I, I shout out the Beavs. You know what? There's there's no better duo at the moment than Florida opt-outs and getting blown out in bowl games. There's no bigger duo. I'll wait Florida for Florida is going to be a mess. A mess. Billy Napier's all right. He needs time. Florida's going to be all right because of the new NIL stuff with recruiting. And the I think the problem is, is you need to build a culture in your first year. And Billy Napier's culture uh, has been players opting out and players leaving. That's just Florida, though. That's not even him. That's just Florida. Speaking of no, well, op- speaking of opting yeah, out, it does sound like Bryce Young and Will Anderson will be playing in the Sugar Bowl. I'm surprised by that. Yes, I think I like seeing that. I think the Sugar Bowl is going to be one of the better bowl games. Kansas State's offense against that, you know, the Alabama defense, it's going to be a shootout. I'm excited for that game. Can't wait for Kansas State to beat them by 63. But Oh, that'd be great. That'd be amazing. We'll, we, we'll do our picks for the New Year's Six. And we still got, uh, I think, two weeks. Two weeks roughly. Yeah, just about. Two weeks from today. Yeah. Two weeks from today. Hundred Ohio State zero final Michigan hundred TCU zero final, so you know you you can all automatically just mark off TCU and Ohio State. Just put the net, make the natty now. Yeah, make it now. You know, it's it's most played. it's 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 totally gonna be Georgia Michigan. There's no you know. And this is honestly on a serious note, really quick before we get to our picks, this is a make or break game. I think, in my opinion, this is a make or break game for Ryan Day. It is. You cannot get blown out by Michigan in back-to-back years and make the playoffs. Ohio State was lucky to make the playoffs and lose. Ohio State, the teams that they've had since the 2014 team, they could have won two national championships by now. Absolutely. It is crazy, absolutely crazy this team has not won a national championship in eight years which is weird to say because for Michigan, it's been since 1997. It's just, it's frustrating because they've had the talent. Can we they just had say, the 2019 team. They had Justin Field. They had all this talent. J.T. Barrett. They had all this great defense. They had the Bosa brothers, Chase Young. They had Jeff Okuda, Eli Apple, Marshawn, Marshawn Lattimore, Lattimore, Denzel Ward. Denzel Ward, they had such great players who were making an impact in the NFL right now. And nothing happened. And, yeah. I mean, that's not on Ryan Day because some of it was Urban Meyer, but it's just Ohio State culture-wise. I mean, it's, yeah, you can beat Michigan. Beating Michigan's great. It's probably the most important thing in, in other than winning the national championship. But the amount of talent these teams have had and I, you know, I, I keep referencing back to that 2019 team because that was probably the most talented Ohio State team since maybe 06 with Troy Smith. But that's here or there. We'll see what happens two weeks from today. It all, it all, it all unfold. It all unravel. You know, but we got some bowl games for this upcoming week. Oh, did you were you gonna say something, Logan? I was, I was, I was gonna ask you because yeah, you said because yeah, you said you know 
if Ohio State loses? Do you think it's different if it's like a hard-fought game and Ohio State, is, it, it, it's neck and neck almost all the way to the end, but they just couldn't get it done? Do you think it's different then unless, you know, somehow Georgia does, if Georgia does blow us out? You know, I think what's, uh, obvious, what's the difference? Obvious, yeah. Obviously, every Ohio State fan knows, no, Ryan Day's not going to get fired if they get blown out by Georgia. There's no way. Gene Smith won't let that happen. And the boosters won't let that happen. Ohio State fans are calling for Ryan Day's head after the Michigan loss. That's what happens when you get blown out for the first time in 22 years at home to your rival. But uh, if, if Ryan Day loses, but it's a close game, I yeah, I'll give him another year because I just don't get blown out. Like, just show a fight. I mean, this Georgia team is basically an NFL team. I mean, talent everywhere. You name a position, they got it. The only my only question with Georgia, their secondary and their passing defense has been, you know, it's been shaky. It's been regressing. And I think that with, yeah, and with Ryan Day saying, "Hey, we're going to go out and we're going to play like we got nothing to lose because they don't," and that's the best mindset to be in because the last time OSU played like they had nothing to lose, they won the national championship. Yes, and that was eight years ago. This is now. There's a lot to be played for, and there's a lot on the line still. You know, legacies with C.J. Stroud, Ryan Day. I mean, Ryan Day is the guy who, you know, Jim Harbaugh said he was born on third base. And right now, I am not going to disagree with Jim Harbaugh. You got to go out and prove to Ohio State fans that you were not. You got to go out and prove that you were one of the best head coaches in football and go beat Georgia. Go do the unthinkable because nobody – Nobody, even Ohio State fans are not picking Ohio State to beat Georgia. Oh, and no. There's no chance we do. It, oh, absolutely no shot. It's Georgia by a million. But in all seriousness, next year, Ohio State, I mean, there's a lot of question marks. There's a whole lot of question marks. Their schedule is not easy. They only have six home games next year. They go on the road at Wisconsin, at Michigan, at Purdue, at Notre Dame. I mean, you got, you have hard games. You got hard games their first and you got, at Indiana. You know, their question I mean, mark. Yeah, Indiana's not a good team, but it, it, starting out with a Big Ten opponent on the road is not easy. And then you have Notre Dame probably two or three weeks after that as well on the road. Yeah. You're, I mean, you're going they, to the same state lot. twice. Um, and I think Wisconsin-Purdue is back-to-back. If not, it's like two and three weeks. Yeah, Ohio like, State's schedule is not by. pretty. It's not pretty. They got a lot of question marks. Who's going to be the starting quarterback next year? You know, you know the what's the running back situation like? Does Henderson go to the portal? Does he stay healthy? Does he get this? Does he get his surgery? Does he come back and be the starter? Does Mayan Williams take his spot? Does Dalen Hayden leave? You know, you got a lot of question marks, and that's another thing yeah, I'm also intrigued about. I'm intrigued about to see what happens with the transfer portal once the playoff is over and who ends up leaving, because there's always, you know, a second wave in this transfer portal where a bunch of people yep. leave from the playoff teams. Uh, which honestly, oh, yeah. all these oh, yeah. guys usually probably know who's leaving before. Um, yeah. But I'm intrigued to see, you know, does some of these wide receivers who we have developing behind Harrison and Igbuka, you know, like you got Caleb Burton. I mean, always you got just got another five-star wide receiver. Couldn't I mean, what is happening with the wide receiver room is unreal. It needs to happen I with mean, every other room. No, it needs to happen it, with every other room in this in this team. Brian Hartline. He deserves a blank check. He needs a Brinks truck parked out of his outside of his house once a week. The way he recruits the wide receiver position, but we need to do it everywhere else as well, because we just lost and the we number one overall recruit. 
We lost the number one overall recruit in 2024, Dylan Rayola. He's decommitted. He's probably going to go to Nebraska. At least that's the assumption because he's got family ties to Nebraska. And they now got Matt Rula, who is a solid head coach, specifically in the, in college football. He is Nebraska a really good head coach for college football. Fast. Nebraska is going to turn around fast. I'm telling you that right now. 2024, they are going to be the team in the beat to beat in the West. USC hey, will be. Even with Raiola, <laughs> I, 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 oh, I forgot about Yeah, <laughs> USC and UCLA are joining in 24. Yeah, I forgot about that, but. Nah, it's going to be fun. The Big Ten West needs that team out there, and I think they're going to be getting it with Nebraska. Yeah, it sucks losing Rayola. He's been committed since May. It seemed like he was a Buckeye through and through, but OSU had a four-star QB commit for 23, and I don't know if that had something to influence it or if it just had to do with they. I think Nebraska has his uncle on salary, if I'm not mistaken. I know that he has a, he, something. It's something like that, his uncle or his, even his – no, it's 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 some family member, but yeah, Raiola is. Oh, she still has the number two, you know, per, er, player in the country, a wide receiver. Yeah. So the one thing I won't question with Ohio State is also recruiting at the quarterback position. Uh, we seem to be pretty well. Yeah, they can develop a cute quarterback. I mean, T.J. Stroud was a four star. I mean, they they still have guys. It's not like they don't have. I mean, they still have a five star on Kyle McCord. So, you know. We'll see. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting, but we 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 still got games to play. We we recruiting's off the table until after January twelfth. So yeah, we'll see. It's gonna be fun. Uh, let's get to. Uh, you have anything else? Uh, no, there's, one thing, there's one real thing about recruiting for Ohio State because it has kind of. Yes. We have a. Oh my goodness! Right. I hate these Ohio State fans. What? You guys are putting me to sleep. Well, well, that's what not, happens I mean, when you have nothing Michigan to talk about with Michigan, you know. Since Michigan's in such the greatest place ever, you know, Michigan's that just too good. That is something I want to talk I'm surpri- about. I'm surprised he hasn't, you know, already started the parade for uh, the national championship. Oh, it's in the it's in the works. I'll be in Ann Arbor. Michigan developed. That's one thing Michigan do. Michigan develops great players in college. They they're recruiting. I mean, they're recruiting class. After winning back-to-back Big Ten championships, it doesn't look great. I, I mean, they have, I think, maybe two guys in the top 250. Definitely doesn't look good. Mich- the way Michigan doesn't recruit, but what they have been able to do is develop. And exactly, yes, exactly. they've been able to develop. Uh, with Ohio State, though, um, they, they are seventh in the nation, which for Ohio State isn't necessarily what they want, but... Um, is really still good. a lot of time to go. We still have another signing day to get to too. And early signing day is uh, the middle of this coming week. I believe it's Wednesday. Um, I'm intrigued to see what happens on early signing day because the vast majority of recruits nowadays do sign at early signing day. Um, yeah, I think Ryola is going to connect to Nebraska before then. I think he's going to sign there. I wouldn't be surprised. But, he might reclassify. Yeah, he, it sucks, but you know what can you do? college. These are kids. They, they do it. Let them do what they do. And that'll yeah. be fun. Yeah, I'd deserves a winner. I love talking about college recruiting, though. I think it's that's one of my favorite things, really, about college football. I've always been intrigued by recruiting. I'm intrigued by that stuff, like yeah, the free agency Dynasty, stuff in the NFL. Madden or playing Dynasty mode and NCAA and recruiting. Now, the co- think about it. Fun. Think about it with a college uh, football game when it does come back out in 2024. NIL, NIL could be a part stuff. of that now. 
you know, you yeah. could ask you could ask the team for, you know, the most money. You know, so you could go play for Mount Union in D3 instead because um, they're going to pay you $55 million a year to play for them. But, <laughs> but, yeah, um, but, yeah. Let's get to our picks. I think it's time to get to, to our picks. It is, it is. We got three bowls. Yeah, it's 11-11. Make a wish. Um, Make a wish. Also, there's something that we should say. We are changing the way and the days that we are coming out with episodes. We're coming out with episodes Wednesdays. And, or thir- sorry, Thursdays, I think. And Thursday, Saturdays, Thursdays and Saturdays. Yes, Thursdays and Saturdays yep. over break. We will be releasing that. So, yep. And then we will get back, we will go back to depending on schedules and how everything lines up. We're going to try to do Tuesdays and Thursdays again. Yes. But, Why is Josh Allen so fast? So fast? Josh Allen is so fast. He just almost scored a touchdown on like a 30 yard run. Because he can no, run. Actually, that was. Let's actually that was like forty yards. Yeah, let's get to our picks. Let's start out here. with yeah. Let's start out with the game that we you know it's our college Toledo and Liberty. Toledo, two of the I'm not two of the great mascots, the Flames and the Rockets. That's a fun one. But I'm gonna go with Toledo. I think this is the year. I think that they have momentum after winning the MAC title game. I think that Liberty, you know, they're coming into this game losing three three straight games. I think that with losing Hugh Freeze is going to be devastating for them. And I think that this team, you know, Toledo, you know, there's not a whole lot to play for in this bowl game, in, the, in these types of bowls. But you want to come out with pride. And I think that Jason Candle wants to finally get his first bowl win since, you know, beating Temple in 2016. So give me the Rockets. You know what? Give me the Rockets. I think they want to add another ring to the collection. You know, that that hard sterling silver ring. Um <laughs> <laughs> Boca Raton Champs twenty twenty two. Raise the banner. <laughs> Raise the banner in the glass bowl right now. Um, you know, yeah, I make was, a massive flag. I was debating this one because, you know, Toledo just hates winning bowl games for some reason. They love going to them and getting the experience, but they just hate winning them. They and, love going to nice places and enjoying it too much and not actually playing football. Exactly. <laughs> um you were not kidding about this mascot matchup, Flames versus Fal. I mean Rockets. Almost, oh wow, almost called them the Falcons. Um, oh boy, <laughs> hey Rockets shoot flames, so it's all good. Exactly, and that's exactly how they're gonna win. They're gonna shoot flames. That's how they're gonna win this <laughs> bowl game. The Quan Finn uh, is gonna do what he has done all year, which is run the ball effectively, pass the ball effectively in a play action game. And I think Toledo's going to have a pretty fun day. Go Rockets. Oh, there's a fight. Fight, fight, fight. All of us. I was, bro. I'm all right. right. Bro, just be blessed. I'm watching person. the Bills game. The fans are throwing snowballs on the field. They've been doing that. I know. The They're earth. fighting. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Get to the another Mac West team, even though they're Eastern Michigan. Um, you know, people forget that if Tucker Gleason didn't beat the Eagles on the road, Toledo wouldn't have all this momentum and have a Mac title. Uh, Eastern Michigan is playing San Jose State in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, one of my favorite bowl games because I love when they dump all the fries on the head coach after they win the game. The Duke's um, Mayo Bowl because, is where it's at, though. 
Yeah, the, yeah, they, yeah, South Carolina that one against North Carolina last year. Um, uh, give me Eastern. Why not? Uh, they haven't won anything in probably they haven't won a MAC title since '87. So I guess I'll give them a bowl a bowl win for 2022. So give me you the know Eagles. What? Give me the Eagles. I have a friend who goes there. She's going to be supporting them. Give me the Eagles. Pride from Yipsy. You know, if Imani Bates was playing in this game, but it's not football. Uh, my Eastern Michigan Piggy basketball State. team is two and nine. Are they really? doing anything? Oh wow! Well then, never mind. Even then, they still are trash. Um, they're, they're, they're bad, very bad. Even I'm though Moni's averaging like twenty, I'm gonna pick the San Jose State Spartans. Um, I know that they were really good this season in the Mountain West. I believe they were. They went seven and four. Um, I I just like I just like Mountain West teams. They for some reason beat Mac schools in bowl games every time, like it's nothing. And the fact that it is I mean, all yeah, the way out Miami in of Ohio, Miami of Ohio lost this past uh, few days ago. Yeah, they did. I believe they lost to UAB. Um, give me give me the Spartans. All right. And I get to our last bowl game. There's not a whole lot of great bowl games before we get to our next episode where. We'll do picks as well. Marshall versus UConn. I mean, this was UConn's first bowl game in a long in a while. And Marshall, people kind of wrote them off after, you know, they, they beat Notre Dame. They were about to be ranked in the top 25 area. And then they lost the BG. And then they lost to Bowling Green and it all went downhill. And you know what? Give me the Huskies in the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Give me the Huskies. Give them their first bowl win in God knows how long. You know what? Give me Marshall. They That's, need it. No, they really don't. They don't need it. At they all. don't, but they do. They they're not the ones who need it. The UConn sure, Huskies Marshall, need, they need it. Toledo today. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Think about it. You UConn hasn't been anything since like two thousand eight. They need something. They're well, they got a good. Ba- they got they got two good basketball. The same story as Kansas. Like it's a basketball oh school. They're they're a D two football school at this rate. Um. UConn Huskies, they're going to get their first winning season in God knows how long. They're going to do it. Go Huskies. I swear, UConn and Kansas are literally in the same boat. (laughs) Yes. All right, so we're going to get to the National Football League. There is a good amount. There's there's some games on this weekend. There's some interesting matchups. We're going to first start off with the Cowboys at the Jaguars. This is one of my favorite games of the week. Um, there's – I'm going to come up with a hot take. I think the Jaguars are going to make the playoffs. I think they are going to win the AFC South. Um, I think that the Titans are just on a slow, slow, dead decline, and the Jaguars just went to Nashville and have completely obliterated them after being obliterated by your Detroit Lions the week prior. Um, so, Cowboys, they are a tough path, although they did almost lose to the Texans. But with this game being in Jacksonville – I'm going to take the Jaguars. I think that the Jags are going to make a run. I think that they're going to give the Titans a run for their money and make a postseason push. So give me the Jags. Oh, my gosh. What's your pick, Alan? I'm sorry. I'm too busy watching Buffalo shoot themselves in the foot. But um, my pick is the Cowboys because 
I I know that they barely beat a high school football team, but again, we're getting towards the end of the season, and a win is a win. But I do think that they have the offensive power to actually beat the Jaguars. You know, Stephen A is always right. Around Christmas, the Cowboys start to do this thing that they always do. It's called playing really bad football. Um, I didn't want Spencer to necessarily have the same pick as me because I think the same thing. I don't necessarily know about the playoff push for the, for the Jags. I'm not sure. But they're playing fairly decent football besides that Detroit game. Um, I'm also going to pick the Jaguars to win this game. Uh, the way they played last week against Tennessee was really good. I mean, they upset Baltimore. They always beat random teams that you don't think they should beat this season anyway. They blew out the Chargers on the road in, like, week two or something, or week three. Yes. Yes, they did. Yeah, let's see. It was week It was uh, week three. Week three they did. Um, but the Jags, Trevor Lawrence is coming into his own. Him and Justin Fields have put themselves ahead of everybody else in that draft class at the yeah. quarterback position. Um, and, you know, Doug Peterson, he's a Super Bowl winning head coach. He's going to start getting things going for this Jacksonville franchise. And, you know, Dallas tends to always kind of start slacking at the end of the season. You know, that's what happens when you play in the NFC least. You know, you start slacking a little bit, and then you realize you start playing yeah. other teams that you got to play football still. Uh, so, for that reason, give me Jacksonville at home. All right. Titans at Chargers. Uh, one, it's a, it's a get right game for both teams because both teams are, both teams are seven and six. Uh, the Titans are leading in the AFC South right now. They're holding on. You know, the Colts aren't going to, you know, the Colts and the Texans aren't really going to do much for them, but they're looking at Jacksonville as one of those teams trying to overcome them. And the Chargers, they're the Chargers. It seems like they win one and they lose one. And they won one last week, so they're going to lose one this week. So I'm going to take Tennessee. Give me the Chargers because fantasy playoffs started, and I need Justin Herbert to absolutely destroy that defense. Uh, For the exact same reason, and for Mike Williams. Give me the Chargers. <laughs> yeah, I'm not in the playoffs, so it doesn't even matter. I'm in the loser point. bracket, and the loser has to do the 24-hour uh, Waffle House challenge, and I need those people to save. Oh boy! For the next. Oh, years. that's such crap. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, okay, no, no, no. Listen. When Alan randomly chimes in, <laughs> you know what about we got a game that we're not even watching. Exactly. No, no, no. So, so Buffalo fumbled the ball, but because they're saying Josh Allen wasn't down, their two-point conversion was still good, but the ball never crossed the plane. I wish okay. I could see the Bengals same thing. Bengals at Buccaneers. <laughs> I wish I could see the same Bengals, thing. And Bengals at Buccaneers. Um, the Bengals are favored by three in this game. Uh, I think this is a trap game, but I do think that the Bengals win just because the Buccaneers look like garbage juice right now. I got nothing to say. I'm picking the Bengals. Fair Plus, enough. I chose the Bengals for the AFC North. So. Uh, I think the Bengals Well, might... it looks like they will. I think the Bengals might be the first team to ever get to quadruple digits in a, in a football game. Uh, give me the Bengals. 100 to 3. 1,000 to 3. No, it's going to be 1,000 to 2. They're going to get a field safety. goal with three seconds left to turn the lead to 100 to 3. All right. Uh, 
Battle of the Wild Card teams. Part one, Giants at Commanders. Um, they tied two weeks ago in one of the most boring football games in a while. Can we pick a tie um, again? No. <laughs> Can we pick a no, tie? This would, uh, this would screw the Lions playoff chances so much if they tied again. Somebody lose. I don't care. Just somebody. I'm gonna pick. The they Panthers. have the same record. Someone. <laughs> you want to know what my? Because the Giants have a tougher schedule. Like, give me the Commanders at all. You know what my pick is? Both of them need to lose. But since that can't happen, I'm choosing the Commanders. It looks like the Giants are gonna get a win. Cause go Commanders, <laughs> baby. The G man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and one more exciting matchup of the week: Steelers at Panthers. Uh, the over the over under in this game is set at twelve. Give me. Uh, Did you say the over under for this is twelve points? A joke. Oh, <laughs> I actually believed that for a second because it sounds believable, doesn't it? Yeah. Yes. The Panthers, because they're at home. Although the Panthers dropped thirty last week. So I can't disrespect them too much. They're trying to make a playoff push. Give me the Panthers. The Steelers have no pull. And TJ Watt's their only player that anybody should care about. Uh, give me the pa- Panthers, almost the Packers. Give me the Panthers. And congrats to the Steelers. <laughs> congrats to the Steelers on, you know, the AFC North foe. on getting a win and somehow still staying, stri- trying to stay tied with us throughout the rest of this season. Uh, yeah, the Panthers should win, knock on wood. So, we'll knock on wood. Go Panthers. If Baker was there, Steelers would win by 40, I just want to say. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Sean McVay does wonders on a dude that, you know, looked completely inept in Carolina. For one game. Of course, had to to beat the Raiders. Screw you, Baker. All right. Last game of the week. Last but not least. NFL. Not least. Six and seven Detroit Lions at the seven and six New York Jets. This is the Battle of the Wild Card Teams Part Two. Uh, the Lions are looking out right now by a game, or sorry, half a game. Technically a game because they the Seahawks have the tiebreaker, but and the Jets, I believe, are the seventh seed in the AFC. I believe so. I don't know. I saw the playoff picture Jets, a few minutes Jets, ago. The Chargers are. The Jets are the just on the outside. Seven. The Jets are on the outside looking the outside. in as well at the moment. Okay. Okay. All right. So two teams in literally exact same positions. Uh, this is a big game. Uh, Quinn Williams is questionable for the Jets, and the Lions, for the majority, are healthy. The only player that won't be playing is Derek Barnes. Um, who is that? Not a lot of people know. So, you know what? Because, because you know, they won last week, they played great against the Vikings. And because I just want to see this team continue to make this push and continue to do something for once in their sorry franchise life and make their fans happy and believe in this team that they can actually make the playoffs because they, they can. And I think they will give take. I'm taking the lions on the road. One pride. I'm taking the lions. I already know tomorrow. I already know tomorrow. Both of your guys' blood pressure is going to be through the roof. Watching this game, you know, I you know what I think is going to happen. I'm picking him now. I, I, I you know, <laughs> we'll see. The, this the, would be the type of game that they would lose, though. But you know, it would be, but they're not. 
you know. Hey, don't say that. Don't say that. Hey, knock on wood. <laughs> so this game, right? This game, right? You got the Detroit Lions out of Detroit, Michigan, versus the East Rutherford, New Jersey Jets. Um, not New York, as they state that they, they are. The Fighting Zach Wilsons. The Fighting Zach Wilsons. You know, tell that to his mom friends. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> the New York Jets, the Detroit Lions, the two greatest franchises in NFL history. It all comes down to this. Okay. And <laughs> where's the headgear pick? I need the headgear. Um. Yeah, you need no. a Corso. <laughs> exactly. The, the Jets. The, the Jets don't even have a mascot, so you either got to put on Rory's head or put on the Jets helmet. I'm just rambling on for this amazing pick that I'm about to make, okay? I just want you to know. It's an amazing pick. Um, You guys both picked your Detroit Lions, which respectfully so. You know. This is a great matchup with between rookie defensive players. The winner is going to win defensive rookie year, realistically speaking. You got two teams who are both fighting for the same, same thing. They're just on the outside looking in for the playoffs. They got a bit of momentum. The Jets have... You know, had a few close games recently not go their way. But with Mike White playing, except in this game, they've looked better. Let's see what happens with Zach Wilson. The Detroit Lions are the hottest team in the NFL right now. There is no one that's stopping them. They are just too good. Uh, For that reason, for the fact that the Lions are the best team in the NFL, and there's no question about it, give me the Detroit Lions. Oh, man, I hope you're right. You said the same thing last week. And they looked pretty good. Um, yes, against the team. I think team this who... all has the credit to do with Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator for the Lions. He's done an amazing work, an amazing job with this team. And the defense has improved significantly. And we'll see what happens. If they win tomorrow, oh, my dog, sorry. If it's being remote, yeah, being remote, you're going to hear my dog. This is the greatest episode we've ever done. (laughs) We got rambling. We got Alan shouting random things. We have no idea what's going on. We got a dog barking. Anyway. um, Pure content. Like I was saying. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm too busy watching the Bills. Even more content. Um, Yeah, I've just seen so much improvement from this team, and the Jets are mirror images except the opposite side of the ball. Well, their offense um, sucks. Yes, but our defense, you know, our defense is fantastic. They just don't It doesn't suck. suck anymore, though. I mean, it's not the worst anymore. They still need some pieces, but this defense has improved. This offense is one of the, one of the best in the NFL, which is crazy to think about. Um, it's going to be a fun game, and if the Lions win tomorrow, we are going to come on the air Thursday we're going to have a playoff episode where you're going to be talking playoff scenarios, playoff everything, you name it. And it's going to be fun. You know, so. I, don't, I don't know if the audience is ready for when we start Ball and Beats Plus, but... Um... Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't think the Ball and Beats fans are ready for when the Lions and the Browns both make the playoffs. <laughs> I don't think, the, I don't think oh, they're ready for goodness. when we face each other in the Super Bowl. Oh, we would North have to West go Ohio live. We would crumble. have to. We would have to go to. We would have to go live, while we're in the stadium. Um, I play from the Super Bowl, man. Let's see how far these media passes take us. Exactly, <laughs> man. Exactly. Uh, this you is. You think I'm gonna miss the Lions in a Super Bowl? Uh, 
the day yes. the Lions make the Super Bowl, I don't care how much it costs, I will go to that game. Bro's yeah, I will, be there. I will put a down payment on a house, or I will take out the mortgage. I will take out all my life savings. I don't care. Just to watch them Whatever. lose and not even score a point. Hey, at least they made it. No, I'm saying because yeah, be we're like going to be playing Ohio them. Because we're going to be playing them. That's what I'm saying. Because we're going to be the team playing you guys, and we're just going to destroy you. Uh, I got to say, this has definitely been one of the more interesting episodes we've ever done. This one's better. Yes. This one's up there. This one's special. I'm excited to see how this sounds episode-wise and audio-wise. Oh, this is, oh, is going to be fantastic to listen back. Uh, this is going to be a wrap on episode 37 of the Ball and Beats podcast. Spread us everywhere. Spread it all. Spread it all, baby. Spread it all. And go Lions. Go, go Lions. Down the field. You know, what? you know what? Go Lions as well, you know. I mean, it's just a fantastic organization. They've never done anything. Hey, wrong. Logan, jump on the bandwagon now while you can. I already am, man. I already said they were going to win seven or eight games this season. So, they might as well get there. Um, But, end of this episode of the Ball and Beach podcast. The Detroit Lions podcast, apparently. Um, you know, the greatest fo- hey, football franchise. Hey, that that sounds, sounds good to me. The greatest <laughs> franchise in the history of, you know, sports history. Damn you know, right. with, you know, with <laughs> that their nineteen sixty two banners that we saw in Ford Field. Notoriously beautiful. winning Detroit Lions franchise. <laughs> <laughs> At that rate I don't even know if they were still called the Detroit Lions, but uh They were. We've on, always been the Lions. Keep, I mean you were in Fort Wayne before. <laughs> But keep on listening That's to true. the keep on listening to Ball Beats podcast. Share this episode everywhere. This should get millions of views. And with that, uh, Alan, one more blurt. One more blurt. Yeah. Um, it's snowing right now, so that means the Bills are gonna win. All right, so down the sideline. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, this episode is a wrap. Peace. Peace. Go Lions.